Blog Talk Radio. The Live with Bell Salisbury Radio Show is starting right now. With psychic medium Bell Salisbury and Gina Wedley. Taking your calls for one question readings. Join us in our chat room and share your thoughts. And now, your hosts, Belle Salisbury and Gina Wedleg. Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Live with Belle Salisbury radio show. For those of you that don't know me. My name is Bell Salisbury. I am a professional psychic medium. I'm also the owner of Bellespree magazine. And hopefully you've checked it out at bellespree.com and that's spelled B E L L E S P R I T dot com. And um uh joining me of course as always is my beautiful co host Gina Wedlake. Hi Gina Hello, hello. How you doing? Well, I'm marvelous. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Doing pretty good. We've got a great guest, so we'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm stoked about tonight's show. Yes, I think it's going to be an awesome show. We have our uh, very wonderful guest, Bree Pel- and and Bree. How do you pronounce your last name, Peltier? Yeah, Peltier. Peltier. <laughs> Where did the Z come from, Gina? <laughs> Because in your article, it's spelled P-E-L-T-I-Z-E-R. So I've been calling her Peltzer. I don't know, but the person who edited it should have caught that. The person's name, girlfriend. Ignore the spelling error of her last name. It is Bree Peltier. <laughs> and she is um, one of our features for the June issue of Bella Spree magazine. And... Um, to tell you a little bit about Bree, um, Bree is a paraplegic, and I'm not even going to begin to pronounce what her condition is. I'll let her share that with us. But the beautiful thing about Bree, um, my dog agrees, that <laughs> the beautiful thing about Bree is that she reaches out to other people that are in need and offers her, offers her love and her compassion. And so here is somebody that's in a wheelchair, but she doesn't think about herself. She thinks about others and reaching out and helping others. And I just thought this was such a beautiful and inspirational story. Mm -hmm. When I read your article, it was incredible. So please join me in welcoming Bree Peltier to our show. Bree, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? Hey, but I want to say something before we talk a little bit more about Bree. I want to let the people know that she was a cover this month in Bella Spree Magazine. I'm so stoked about that. And writing about her, we became so close and so close. And what I'm wanting to do, and I want the, the listeners, maybe they can write in too. I'm writing to show the doctors. And I want to give Belle some um, hope and help for her condition. And she's agreed to let me uh, submit her uh, name to them and hopefully get her some help for her disease. So I just wanted to say that. I enjoyed writing about her, uh, Bree. So go ahead. And I'm sorry, I just had to say that, Belle. I just had to get that out there tonight. Well, I think that's a wonderful <laughs> idea to, um, to, to try to share her story with other people because there are so many that have these conditions that, if I'm not mistaken, Bree, doctors don't know what to do. They don't know, you know, we're dealing with the brain here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Explain to us what is the condition that you have. It's um, actually it's cerebral cavernous malformations and arterial venous malformations, and what they are is they um, they cause aneurysms on the brain, and what they do is they, they start off small and then they just start getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what the doctors have a problem with is because they can't keep up with it. Wow. And now, but this didn't hit you until you were about 20 years old? Actually, I was first diagnosed when I was 15. Okay. And and then I it we, we thought it was just going to be on the brain, but then when I turned 20, one burst on my spine, and then that's what really threw the doctors for a loop. They're like, it's supposed to only stay in the brain. Um, wow. But wow. That, yeah, and then that's when I, I found out that I was actually born with it 
but it just didn't show signs until I was 15. What are the signs? I was going to ask her what the signs were. I'm sorry, Belle. Yeah, I was just <laughs> going to ask if this, this, but these, these little aneurysms, as they are bursting, they don't affect your cognitive brain. They don't affect your capability of performance other than your inability to walk because of the uh, aneurysm in the spine. Um, actually, I've had a few mini strokes that I lost my left side for a period of time, uh-huh. um, totally. And then <clears throat> the seizures, of course, you know, they're taking mm-hmm. over my body, so I'm not able to control it. But other than that, I've been very lucky, I guess I should say, that it's just only been the being paralyzed from the chest down. Wow. I wonder if there's been any, is there any hope for you at this point? Is there any hope for you to get better at this point? At this point, all the doctors have said no. Um, they said that they'll just keep me comfortable as much as they can. Like, I've had a doctor talk about death to me. He was oh, like, yeah. you know, I just want to, like, prepare you that, you know, I've had a lot of patients say about this white light that happens, but he's like, don't be scared of it. And then I had wow. the other doctor, he's like, you need to do the things that you want to do, that you've always wanted to do. Like, this is the time that you need to do now. And what was it that you told him you wanted before anything, before you were passed to the next world and see God? So, <laughs> what was it that you wanted your only request to be? I wanted to go to the ocean. Yep. Yep. And he even he even went through, like, I wonder if we could get a plane that could go lower for you. And then he's like, no, planes wouldn't be good. You know, so he was going through all the scenarios on how to get me there. So then we just rent a bus and have a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Good idea. That would be so much fun. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't yeah. It? it wouldn't be. Well, these, every city we go through wouldn't be the same. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be up there dancing on top of the tables, Whitney Bell, getting readings at the same time. Right. There you go. That's right. We'll make it a working road trip, so to speak. <laughs> but so so Bree, you know, I know that that their prognosis um could appear to be dismal, if you will. You know, I mean, we're all going to die, you know, and uh and neither of us know when, you know, so it's not much different than the rest of us. But the the thing that impresses me the most about you is that you're not you're not focusing on the death. No. No. And and what I was really touched about is the fact that you've reached out to so many people to help make their lives better. And one such story, of course, you shared in um, the uh, cover feature on Dallas Free Magazine where um, you friended fellow students at the schools who are being bullied. So yeah. tell us about that experience. Yep. I actually, um, when I first got into high school, I was bullied big time from seniors and juniors, so like people that were older than me. And then when I started like going up in grades, I realized that there was these, you know, it started off with three freshmen and they were off like in the distance than everybody else. And I was, I, I had that feeling. I was like, I need to go talk to them. And so I did. And then come to find out they were being bullied by the same people yeah the same girls and I was like I can't have this happen you know so I'm like I'll be your guys's friend even though you know I I could be friends with anybody else in school I was like more like the mother hen I felt like I needed to protect these three Mm -hmm. from everybody else and I I you know I I tried really hard to and you know and I just wanted to get them through school and be okay with it you know because a lot of kids that's why they drop out or you know something happens or they commit suicide let's let's say it you know bullying is is not cool you know and and you don't know what state of mind these these young children are in we don't know what their home life is is about As, as you mentioned um uh, at one point, there was a child that didn't want to go home. Yeah, yeah. I um, when I started getting older with these with these freshmen, I started gaining more kids, and it's it's so sad to know how many are being bullied or or how many that need someone to help. 
And, like, it's very easy to do. Like, I mean, even when you're an adult, you can reach out to people that are having a struggle, and you don't know how much you could touch their life, or you might be that, that person, like that angel to help them keep going. But with these with these school students, when I got – when I graduated from high school, I was like, this is where my heart is. I want to help these kids. And so it just started gaining and gaining. And then come to find out, I had a kid that he was being bullied at school. He was scared. He was, he, you know, he didn't know if he was, you know, he, he basically ran from school because he was like, he didn't want to be confronted by these. At that time, it was like senior males that were doing it to him. And then I got to know his story a little bit more. And come to find out, he didn't have a good home. Mm-mm. Aww. Mm-mm. And, you know, and that's what these students don't realize is, like, they're bullying these kids, but you have no idea what their home life is like. Exactly. So when they go to school, it's like their break from home. So Aww. I adopted him under my wings. So I was like, you know, if you need me, I don't care how late it is at night or how early in the morning, you come and see me. And there was, like, oftentimes that he'd come at 3 in the morning and he would be, you know, he'd be abused by his parents. He, Aww. I mean, there's multiple times I had to call the ambulance for some of the kids. Oh, I've had dear. to call the cops for the kids because, you know, I had this one where he came over and his mom had had really hurt him bad. And I was like, well, you could stay here for a few days if you have to. Because the cops came and they're like, well, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, is he allowed to stay at my house for a few days? You know, just kind of give him a break. And they're like, okay, that would be a good idea. And, and of course, the parents agreed, you know, and like also with these group of teens, it's like sometimes the parents don't even want them there. Like they don't and, even have to be abusive. They just don't want them. And wouldn't you think that like social services would get involved or, you know, some <laughs> reprieve for them to get them out of the home for good? I know. And there's times that we did get social services involved, but they're like, but they sometimes it's like, you have to be like some type of degree to have social service take action. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like really sad. Like I, I just like sometimes I don't understand their, their program. Maybe the repercussion's not that good either. I mean, what if somebody comes back and says, I'm going to kill you. I mean, now there's weirdos out there too, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you would you would reach out to these children and you would give them a safe haven you know, someone to confide in, someone that would believe in them. You know, um, I just think that is so remarkable. Um, and, and we should all be doing this. We should all be keeping our eyes open yep. and and looking for, you know, ways in which we could help. But, you know, unfortunately, we became a society of, you know, if I don't see it, it's not happening. Or yeah. we look the other way or it's not my business. Mm-hmm. You know, and so bullying is not cool, whether it is, you know, in person, you know, in school, uh, amongst your family, or on the web, you know, in the cyber vision. You know, it's not cool. No, it isn't. If you don't like somebody, then just stay away from them. If you want to destroy somebody, who does that, though? I just don't get it. And you also see people who post all their whole life on, on the on the web, on Facebook, you know, oh, just my daughter's just disowned me. Well, look, who does that, you know? I don't know. I don't do that kind of stuff. Do you guys put that kind of stuff on your website, on your I Facebook? don't. I don't, because, you know, because I'm in the professional business, you know, yeah. I don't post a lot of my personal stuff. Once in a great while, you'll you'll see me post some of my personal business, like you know when my son fell and broke his neck, and oh my gosh, yeah, you know, and I, you know, ask for people to say prayers for him. Yeah. Um, once in a, a great while, you'll see me post something personal that's on my page, but mostly it's just business stuff, you know, boring yeah. stuff. Every <laughs> time you post it on your pages, if someone can benefit from the story. Yeah, and it was, yeah. you know, a good story. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, prayer is, is a very powerful thing. Oh. And, um, you know, uh, I, I just think that, you know, Bree, in, in light of, you know, your own personal experiences, that you don't consider yourself as much as you're reaching out to other people, you know. And um, I, I just want to commend you for your strength and for you know, what you do for other people because it would be so easy to sit back and just have a pity party. Yeah. 
Thank you. It really is very easy to have a pity party. And then it's like, you know, and it's just I love helping others. I really do. It's like I don't focus on myself. Yeah, uh, and, and, and you can't, you know, especially on the negativity, you know, the, 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 the illness part of it. You don't want to put a lot of focus on that, you know, because I don't know. I, I guess maybe I could be considered an ostrich because I'll stick my head in the sand and, you know, like because, you know, I'm a smoker. And, you know, my, my family members and my, you know, friends will say, Belle, you're going to get cancer. And I'll be, no, I'm not. I will not get cancer because I don't allow cancer in my body. Exactly. You know, so um, maybe I'm the ostrich with my head in the sand. Who knows? You know, <laughs> but Gina, um, I told my husband today that I was going to um, to stop smoking, that, you know, oh. I'm, I'm getting to where I'm coughing a lot, and that's not yeah. healthy, I know. And so yeah. we're going with the the, Nic- the Nicoderm, what is it, Nicoderm CQ patch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go, now, if you're going to quit, folks, I'm going to tell them too, but this is a secret. Do not use the generic patches at first because they're not going to be strong enough. Right. Uh, I, had to go, I had to pay the extra money and get the actual Nicoderm CQ. Do that for about the first month, and then you can switch to the, um, the off-brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and so um, and my husband was like, but those are so expensive. And I said, hmm, would you rather spend 30-some dollars for a package of Nicoderm or would you rather spend $55 for a carton of cigarettes? That's right. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just said, get your lollipops too, Belle. Get you some lollipops. Yeah, I had did, I did that before when, you know, when, remember back when I was in the hospital when I was in there for six days. And, and I did good. I quit smoking for a month and a half, I think. And, and, you know, then we ended up with the kids and you know how that goes. Yeah. Five kids all at once under your roof. Well, buddy, I, I couldn't get a pack of cigarettes fast. <laughs> Excuse me. Good. So, but, yeah, so that's that's my goal. I, I did have hubby pick me up two packs of cigarettes because I intend to <laughs> weed myself off. Yes, good. I'm not going cold turkey because I would kill someone. Yeah, you might. <laughs> uh, excuse me. I would hurt someone. Thank you, Sharon. Don't, don't start when the magazine has to come out in a couple of days because that will really stress you out. Oh, no, that doesn't stress me at all. No. <laughs> Get this. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so, anyway, so. Back to you, Bree. Um, you have reached out to to children, and you have friended them, and um, all in light of you know your your illness. And then you also shared a very beautiful story about a young man by the name of Matthew, who um, was also a paraplegic. And how did you meet Matthew? How did you come to meet him? Um, actually, it was it was really weird because it it just like happened. It it came out of the blue. Like I was friends with his stepmom for uh, when she lived here, and we've been friends for like a long time. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of had our distance, and we kind of like moved away from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like one night, I was on Facebook, and all of a sudden, I get this message: "We need help, baby girl." And I couldn't, like, I couldn't figure out, like, I was excited that I got a message from her. But then when I opened it, I learned about his story about him having cancer and everything. And I was, like, in tears. And she goes, my my boy is trying to give up because his tumor wrapped around his spine where he's not able to walk again. And mm-hmm. this was, like, only, like, two weeks after it happened when she sent me the message. Mm-hmm. And she goes, we need your help. She goes, you're really, I know you're really good with teenagers, I know you can help my son. And how old was Matthew? He was 12 at the time. Okay. Yeah. And and so you were invited to come to Matthew's home. Yeah. And spend some good time with him. Yep. <laughs> I he was so he was such a sweetheart. I just loved him. And it's like it's just like when when I got there, it was like even though I I got to Skype with him a few times before I left. When I got there, it's like I felt the love from him. And, like, he was just so sweet and so loving and caring. And he had this little sweet voice, and I just fell in love with him right away. It was like, even though I was nervous and scared because I knew that, you know, he was passing away, mm-hmm. it kind of took everything away from me and felt like I felt that loving. And I'm like, this is where I need to be. This is where I need to help. Like, I need to be here to help him. Isn't that awesome? And I loved the story that you told us about the water fight. <laughs> yeah, I love that story. Wheelchair-bound 
Matthew and Bree <laughs> are out there running the running the yard. <laughs> that was so cute. With yeah. their water guns. <laughs> yeah. He he didn't really want to get out of bed much, but then <laughs> when we. When we went into his room, he goes, can we have a super soaker fight? And his hospice nurse just lit up and smiles. He goes, he goes, yes, we can. So, like, everybody's digging through the closets and everything, trying to find his super soakers. And we did. We finally get outside. And we have no idea how his dad and the hospice nurse ended up with the hose. But we only had these, like, tiny little squirt guns. (laughs) And we were soaked from head to toe. And also, Matthew just turns on me, and he starts spraying me. I was like, hey, now, you're supposed to be on my team. And he's just (laughs) laughing. (laughs) What wonderful memories. Wonderful memories to create. You know, and so, but um, now you were able to stay with Matthew until he passed. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know my love to him, even though I never had the opportunity to meet him, you feel him in the story. Mm-hmm. You can feel his his love. You can feel this young man's energy in this story. Well, thank you, Paul. <laughs> you did a wonderful job, Gina. Thank you. Yeah, Gina wrote that feature, and but it was just an amazing story, and I did I cried. Aww. Because um. You know, you gave this young child some wonderful memories. You gave his parents hope. Mm-hmm. And you showed him that you can still have fun. Even in the light of our own troubles, you taught him to lighten up. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what, you know, uh, I've, I have a um, few family members we won't call their names, but they're drama queens. You know, it's like everything is a major production. It's a, yeah. and I'm always saying to them, don't sweat the small stuff, lighten up. And it does shift your perspective, doesn't it, Bree? It does. It does. Um, and it's just like, like, even though I didn't, like, I would never understood, like, his, his um what he was going through mm-hmm. but I tried my hardest to let him know that he wasn't alone like everything um that and that's, was my whole goal and and, yeah. and that's the biggest thing is that he can see someone that's in the same position he was in such as in a wheelchair and realize that we can still have fun yeah you know we can still get out in the yard and have a water fighting you guys <laughs> You guys went swimming together too, didn't you, in a friend's pool? Mhm. Yep. That was just like I have so many like <laughs> memories with him that I just like cherish. Like, it's like it feels like it. Those memories feels like it just happened yesterday. Like it was just like something that I was able to hold on to, and it was just like I don't know. He's just like he changed my life in so many ways. Isn't that amazing? And and God brings us together for a reason. You know, yep. you were brought into Matthew's life for a reason. And imagine what you did for his parents to be able to see their young son laughing and smiling and and living what was remaining of his life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his parents actually, after everything, um, after he crossed over, his parents go, we have never seen little Matthew smile that much ever. Isn't that something? Yeah. And it was just like, it just made me feel good because it was just like, you know, I was their supporter and I was also their little Matthew supporter. And, yeah. you know, and it just like, it's just like, it's rewarding when you get those kind of compliments because it's just like, okay, I did everything okay. You it know? made it all worthwhile. It made yeah. it all worthwhile. And yeah. so, of course, you know, aside from your dream to one day see the ocean, and um, mm-hmm. I also see you, you know, reaching out to mentor others, <laughs> whether this is a program that you establish, you know, or um, just a, a little group, you know, that you offer, you know, your support and share your experiences with others. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many who are um, wheelchair bound or who are going through that emotional trauma you know, of um, being confined to a wheelchair. And there is Mm -hmm. so much more that you can do. 
yes. um, that you're here to do. Yeah, that's what I told her. I'm saying, Bella, I said, you know, you're not done here yet. I don't see no. you going anywhere. No. So you're not going to get off that easy, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that was the same thing you said. I'm glad. Yeah. But now, and Bree, you have a blogging site that you um, created where you oftentimes will share your thoughts and your um, uh, feelings. And, um, and And I think that that's a starting point. But I do feel as though you're supposed to start an organization. You're supposed to start, I don't know, what do we call it, Gina, a foundation? You know, um, start something that would, yeah. you know, that would uh, reach out. And I think you would be reaching people worldwide, not just in your local community. But I think I can see you reaching out to people worldwide. And Bella can also see her reaching out to handicapped people who are bullied. Yes. Since she went through that as a child and as an adult uh, I mean, in school and whatnot, she's had people bully her, and she could even reach out to them, and there's so much she could do, like you said, you know. Do you remember, Gina, do you remember Scary Guy? Yes, I do. He, um, he, is, he was the cover of, I think it was in 2012. Yeah. Um, Scary Guy, I forget which month. But, and and his, he officially changed his name to Scary Guy. His legal name is Scary Guy. I'm going to look it up. And to look at him, his entire face is tattooed. He dyes his hair, you know, different colors, you know, and he does that to get people to look at him and be afraid of him. But to get to know him, he is the kindest most gentle man you would ever want to meet. And he goes through um, various organizations and schools and talks to the students about bullying. And, and he, he, will, he will call a bully on the carpet in a minute. Yeah, he, uh, Bell, I found it. Scaryguy.com, folks. If you want to go see Scary Guy and get the full, the full experience, go there because uh, he's uh, all dressed up and it, he's, a, he's a neat guy. You would never think that he would be a bully hater, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I, I forget the story because it's been so long ago of how he came to um, be an advocate against bullying. And um, and he's just a, a wonderful man, and he would be someone if you wanted to touch base with him or connect with him. Mm-hmm. We can we can arrange that for you, mm-hmm. and because uh, I have him on my Skype, and cool. we could arrange that for you to find out what are some steps that you need to take to get your foundation started, you know, and because um, I feel like that you are supposed to be reaching out to others, you know, and it doesn't have to be other paraplegics. It can be, you know, kids who are being bullied. It could be kids who are, you know, dealing with cancer. It could be just any circumstance that brings out, you know, um, the opportunity to be a mentor for Uh other people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny that you brought that up because, like, that would be something I would love to do. Like, I actually started, like, the first step. Like, I know Twitter is not huge, Mm -hmm. but I have, like, an anti-bullying page, and it has over 10K followers. And I've had people from adults to kids reach out to me to, like, talk to me. Like, I give them that little Mm -hmm. thing, like, you know, okay, let's talk. You know, I'll help you get through this. Or there's times that, like, it would be so bad that it's like, okay, here, I'll give you a phone number to call, like a hotline. Um, they can help you even more. But that's, like, something I want to expand on, and that that would be really neat to actually do it in person. Uh-huh. Now's the time, Bree. Yeah. I'm giving you permission. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, say that, I say that lovingly because... A lot of times, you know, clients will come to me and they know exactly what they want to do, but it's almost like they need to have permission. So their guides will say, go for it. Yeah. And, and that's what your guides are saying right now. Go for it. Go for it. You yep. know, they're going to help you. They will put you in the right place with the right people to, to get you going in the direction that you want this to go. Oh, that's awesome. And we yeah. at Fellows Free Magazine will help you in any way possible. I'll give you free advertising for your organization. You get it together, you word it the way you want it, and we'll advertise it for you. Free advertising for life. 
and Fellows Free Magazine. Thank you so much. <laughs> you are so welcome because we want people to to hear your story, and more so than anything, is that we want to put you on your path of reaching out and helping other people because there are so many. And you know, Gina, just is kind of off topic, yeah. <laughs> kind of sorta. Sure. Do you know how so many of our youth are being contacted by ISIS? You've heard that, right? I've heard that, yes. They're being being recruited by ISIS to come and fight their cause. And why do you think that is? Why do you think our youth are embracing them? Because if there's no, they don't have any, they don't have the love that they need at home. They don't feel like they're loved or wanted. They need to belong, you know. And they're just, exactly. you know, bad parent, uh, bad childhood. They want to feel loved, and, and that's why they also join gangs locally. You know, it's just that's, am, is that the right answer you were looking for? That's exactly what I was looking for. It's because they're missing something. Yeah, and this is, this is where you would come in. This is where you would come in to be able to reach out. And, you know, help our youth because, you know, it's a sad thing if we think about it. It's a very sad thing that our youth are really kind of raising themselves. You know, Mm -hmm. we're in a society where unfortunately, you know, and this is the gospel according to Bell, but unfortunately it takes both parents working to try and make a halfway decent living, a Mm -hmm. moderate living, I should say, both parents. And then let's not to mention the single parents that are probably working two and three jobs to try and make ends meet, to have a halfway decent life experience for them and their families. And so what happens when they're all working? Who's home with the kids? Talk about them latchkey children. A lot of them are having to raise themselves. Mm -hmm. And when the parents do come home, you know, they're too tired. Mm-hmm. to have family time and appreciate their family. And the, the children are, you know, they're they're missing something. Our children are missing something. And yeah. that's why, you know, I've, I've always been a preacher of, you know, we need to go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. We need to go back to the basics and, and re-embrace the concept of family. We embrace the spanking. No, I'm kidding. I'm letting you go there. Well, now, you know, it's, I'm not an advocate of spanking children. However, if I need to get someone's attention by a tap on the butt, you better believe I'm going to. That's right. Amen to that. My children, I mean, I can name the number of times on one hand that I have ever had to hit my children. Mm. And then it wasn't, you know, a vicious spanking either. It was just, you know, but I'm known as the yeller. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I, I would, yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, my, you know, I, I, I was a single parent, and I was going to school, guys, full time. I was in college full time from eight in the morning until four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh Lord. Then I would go to work at night from ten at night until six in the morning. Wow. Somewhere in between, I had to sleep, do my homework. And be a mom. Yep. But yet, my children never went a day without being told they were loved. And we laughed. And, and, you know, I was probably loony from lack of sleep. But, you know, I was the home that the kids wanted to come hang out at. Because they were allowed to, you know, enjoy themselves. They were allowed to have fun. They received attention. You know, and I didn't care how tired I was at times. I simply, you know, made my home life fun for my children. Yep. And yep. you have to know when to draw the line. It's okay to be your kid's friend, but you also need to let them know, okay, dudes, I'm the boss. <laughs> yep. Mama is queen. And, and my kids today, my son will be 39 years old this year, and my daughter is 29, and they still know that mama is queen. Yep, that's the way to go. Laurie says, I don't know how you juggled all of that. Neither do I, Laurie, to be honest with you. I think I was on, you know, the angel's wings, you know, because I honestly, you know, school was so important to me and I was always about wanting to better myself. And, um, and, you know, that and I'm going to whisper a little bit of speed. You know, back in the day, those pink hearts, remember those? 
those helped me stay awake. But then I did, in fact, crash. You know, I was on it for so long that one day I just slept and slept for days. You know, but thank God, you know, I had my sister with me who was able to take over, you know, help with the kids and stuff. But it's not an easy life. And and that's where, you know, we need to reassess our values. We need to put family back into the, you know, priority specter. Yeah. So, okay, I'm off my soapbox about it. <laughs> <laughs> Totally agree. <laughs> yeah, right. really. We're going to take a quick break, guys. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking with our very beautiful special guest, Brie Peltier. So don't go away, folks. We will be right back. Reverend Belle Salisbury is an internationally recognized psychic medium known for her natural ability since childhood to bring through messages from the spirit world. As a medium, Belle demonstrates her abilities by attuning herself to a higher frequency along with help from those in the spirit world to bring messages from your loved ones. Belle Salisbury is able to cross the bridge between two worlds that allows her to see and communicate with your departed loved ones, helping to bring closure, resolve, and healing. As a psychic, Belle Salisbury offers readings for those seeking guidance, addressing your questions and concerns around your daily life with clarity and truth. Readings are available in person or by phone or Skype. For more information or to schedule an appointment, please call 910-248-6350. That's 910-248-6350. Visit Bell's website at bellsalesbury.com to learn more about her services. Bella Spree is a free online magazine featuring columnists who are experts in their field. Bella Spree magazine covers topics about health and healing, spiritual growth, angels, inspiration, divination, and the paranormal. You can also receive guidance from our experts to your questions or follow your astrological and lunar forecast for the month ahead. Bella's Free Magazine is offered free online for your education and enjoyment at bellasfree.com. Bella's Free means beautiful spirit, and that represents each and every one of us. Their logo is the diamond because it represents the full soul quality. Like a diamond, each facet is unique, holding a beauty all its own. Each facet represents a different characteristic of who we are as individuals. And yet, when we look at the whole diamond, with its flaws and inclusions, we see the exquisiteness of the diamond in its entirety. The collective of the whole soul quality, demonstrating that even in its imperfections, it is still seen as beautiful. Bella's Free Magazine spreads love, truth, and awareness to the world, leading the diamond in the rough to healing and growing into the best diamond we are all meant to be. Visit Bella's Free at bellasprey.com. That's B-E-L-L-E-S-P-R-I-T dot com. And welcome back. You're listening to the Live with Bell Salisbury radio show and our very special guest, Bree Peltier. And um, we've talked a lot about Bree's um, condition, which has rendered her as a paraplegic, and um, some of the beautiful stories that she shared with us in her feature article of Bella's Free Magazine for our June issue. Be sure and check it out. We're at bellasprey.com, and that's spelled B E L L. E S P R I T. Not Bell Spirit. <laughs> Bell Esprit. S P R I T. It's French for beautiful spirit, as you mm-hmm. learned in our previous commercial that just aired. But I want to touch base a little bit, Bree. Um, you have some psychic ability. Mm-hmm. I love this subject. <laughs> mm-hmm. When did you discover that? I was pretty young. Like, I had this um, older lady that just kept coming to me, and I thought 
it was like at first she scared me like when I was young I was so scared of her because I thought you know this is just like not normal because I would actually like talk about her and like people would kind of like just shrug it off so you know at, at first I thought it was just like it was normal but then when I started realizing that not everyone else could see her then I realized it's not normal and it's just like she she was so she even though she was sweet and loving it was it still scared me um and I started seeing more like like I was seeing shadows at first mm-hmm. like every time I went to school I'd see shadows I'd had this feeling of like someone needed me like a, one of the classmates or someone in the same school like I always had that that turned on where I felt like something was wrong and I would always go around the school like the playground and everything and find who it was and usually it'd be like someone in the corner just crying mm-hmm. and I would just sit next to them and I'd be like you know I understand I, I know what's going on I understand like and I would just let them talk like I never pried into what was going on I just let them speak mm-hmm. because it's like I already knew inside what was going on um and then I started having more struggles with it when I got into my teenager years. And even though I was showing signs of, like, really having problems myself, I asked, like, that's when my grandma came out and said, hey, I have to tell you there's a family secret that we're psychic mediums and we're able to see spirit and everything because it was a family secret before. And my grandma didn't really think that I would get it, but it, you know... I would I would say like her whole half a side of the family is psychics. Um but when it started really showing is like when I was um when I started reaching out and she goes, You need to work with it. Have you guys ever heard of people using cards but use, using like a regular card deck? Yes. My mom did that. Yep. <laughs> My grandma did that. Yeah, that's called that's called cardamacy. Cardamacy? Cardamacy, which is um, and I teach that class, believe it or not. It's called cardamacy, and that's where you take a regular deck of playing cards and you learn how to, um, I mean, there's, each card represents um, something similar to the tarot, and, um, and you give a reading using the playing cards. Cool. I want to learn that. I'm going to, yeah, that's going to be my goal is to try and learn that because it's, it's just like. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. You have a class, Belle. That's my answer to everything. Belle needs to have a class. Well, actually, I, I actually do have that as a class. I do. Yes. Oh. I just have never taught it online, but, you know, what a fun class. Speaking, mm-hmm. of, speaking of classes, though, I'm going to interject here very quickly. I am going to be offering my psychic development class for um, uh, August the 2nd. It's a Sunday. Oh, cool. it, it's an eight-week class. And it meets every Sunday online for two hours a Sunday. And um, if you are interested in signing up, contact me on Facebook. I'll give you the details. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so then you have a family secret that the women in your family were actually psychics and mediums. And um, so what did you do with it from there? I started doing like a lot of research on the internet, trying to figure out how to work with it, uh-huh. um, because I was basically on my own. And then when I start, when when the older the old lady disappeared, then I realized that she was a guide. She was like protecting me, uh-huh. but I was like trying to shut it off because I just I was in a struggle with it. I was like I just don't want I don't want to do this anymore. But then when my grandma stepped in, I was like okay, I gotta work with this. I did a lot of internet research, and it wasn't until a few years ago when I realized that I can actually do this. Um, it was when I started meeting my male and my female guide. My male guide actually scared me because he came up to me so fast, like he was just happy. And I was like, you need to back <laughs> away. That's scary. You know, you, you're scared. Too much, too much is my face. <laughs> you know, and then do that. you have to let them know this is my boundary, guys. Yep. <laughs> But you're right. They get so overzealous, like, oh, my God, she sees us. Yeah, finally. <laughs> I'm here to help. But then when he backed away, he started, like, letting me know that he's here to help me um, with things. And then that's when I started, like, growing even more into it. And then I started learning with the boundaries. Like, I have this necklace that I have. When it's off, then I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm. Uh, like I'm, I'm open up to spirit world. On, please, no, no, let's not do this. 
And most of the time they don't listen. No, because no. they have important stuff I want us to do, to take yep. care of. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. and then, have you worked at giving readings and doing readings for others? Yes, I have. Um, and it actually happened so fast that a few like a few years ago is when it started and I was like I was kind of like pushed into it mm-hmm. and then that's when I started like I started first off with the tarot cards because I was kind of still shy about it yeah and then a good friend of mine called in and she was like throw away the cards throw away the books you don't need it and then that's when it just started even growing even more like yeah and that's the whole concept of, of why I teach my class for psychic development is because you know the tarot not to say anything about those who use tarot but they're just a tool that triggers your actual psychic ability, you know. And so I always teach people that you don't need these tools, you know, if you just start trusting what comes in for you. Yep. <laughs> yep, and I was still new. Like, I, I still think of myself as a student. Like, I'm always I'm always learning new things. And um, when I started taking a few classes, I was like, okay, I can really do this. You know, I felt like I was blowing in the wind and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, I just I just started growing, and like I'm still I'm still working with the mediumship part. I'd say I'm more psychic than I am medium. But sometimes I even like scare myself. I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I did it! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, holy cow! I was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I still do that, and I've been doing this for forty some years, you know. And I still go really. <laughs> yeah. And then I I jumped into animal communications, and when I when I jumped into animal communication, that's when like I started seeing animals like crossed over animals, and the the time that I really knew that I was doing this was when I had an animal come through. It was a cat, and I described the cat, and then this cat showed me a collar, and I've never seen a cat wear a collar before, and I was like, I was like fighting with it. I was like, I can't say that. I can't say that, and then finally I opened my mouth. I was like, did, did your cat have a blue collar? And the person was like, oh my gosh, yes. So I was like, okay, now, now I know. <laughs> That is so cool. Well, maybe you'll consider taking the psychic development class with Belle Salisbury because I heard she's a really good teacher. I want to. I, I'm <laughs> going to jump on. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. She knows you're good because I've given her a reading about when I first met her about Matthew. I knew he was a little boy. But I saw him about seven. I don't know why he showed me dark-headed boy about seven. He might have been just smaller, you know what I mean? Yeah. Frank, his stature was small or something. She, she calls him little Matthew. When I saw him, I'm like, he's not that little. You know, she's, he's about 12, I'm thinking, he's not that little, but he showed himself to me little. So, hmm, maybe that's why he showed himself to me little like that. Yeah. But, uh, Doesn't spirit sometimes go back to where they felt the best? Yes. Like, they'll show you where they felt the best, and maybe yes. that's when he was feeling the best was at seven. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's true because a lot of our loved ones, you know, our our parents and grandparents will come in at a time that they felt they looked great. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he told me that she called him. He told me that she was like his mom, and I'm, I, I don't want to tell her that. And then I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, and I told her, she goes, there was a reason why he called her mom. And I don't know if she's comfortable enough to tell a story, but it's a very beautiful story. If you want to share, Brie, I would like to hear it again. But if not, that's cool, too. Yep. Um, actually, before I got there, uh, his mom let in that I, I, I basically like uh, put these teenagers under my wings, and like a lot of these teenagers, they actually call me mom. And so Aww. when I got down there, and um, it was actually his 13th birthday, he, I could tell that he was holding on for his birthday, but I didn't know exactly why. Um, and maybe it was just so he could have just one more birthday before he crossed over, he was in kind of like a, um, kind of like a coma. You know, he wasn't really waking up much. And it, when his birthday hit that morning, he woke up and he just like kind of had this smile and he goes, am I one of your teens now? Oh, <laughs> how sweet. Yeah, even though I told him that he didn't have to be a teenager to be one of my kids. <laughs> He was still like trying to prove, like, okay, I'm gonna be a teenager, so you're like, you could be my, you know, so I could call you one of my teens. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you, like, he was just like kept, like, he kept calling. And he was like, you're like my mom. You're my mom. You're yeah. my mom. And I was like, oh, just so sweet. Like, even the people that were down there with with us, like, I had a few. I met a new 
few friends that would come over and make sure I was okay, even though I was, like, really busy with Matthew. They would just stop in and be like, hey, how are you doing, you know? Um, when I got home, they even, like, I had one that called called me through Skype, and he goes, you know, you were little Matthew's mom, and Aww. I wanted you to know that. And it still, like, makes me tear up, you know, a bit, but I, I'm glad that little Matthew felt comfortable around me that I was considered a mom to him. And that's so special. And, and what would be so interesting, Bree, is to be able to perhaps look into what is the past life connection between you and Matthew, because maybe you were his mom in a previous lifetime. Yeah. You know, it's Yeah, probably. I'm going to have to... I think I'm able to get into my past lives, aren't I, through meditation? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And if you need some help, let me know, because I do past life regressions. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love this little laugh. Laugh again, because it is so cute. <laughs> 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 Such a beautiful little laugh. I just, I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> and I wanted you to kind of tell the story about Buddy, even though it is in the magazine. It, I, I just want the people to experience what I experienced that day when you told me about you calling him Buddy, this Buddy story. Can you, will you tell that to our listeners? Because it's such a beautiful story. It just makes me cry when I think about it. Yep. I, um, when, when I first got there, um, that's the first thing that I always said to him. I, I said, hey, buddy. And he goes, hey, Bree. And he'd just be all full of smiles. And, like, every time, like, every time I talked to him, I was like, hey, buddy, how are you doing? You know, it was just, like, that little connection. And then when it started getting towards the time, um, when he was starting to cross over, like, I was kind of in a panic. I just didn't know what to do. He was holding on, and I didn't know how to get him to know it's okay to cross over. Yeah. And so, like, when I prayed, I felt, like, that urge to just tell him that, you know, when you when you go up to heaven, there's, like, you'll be able to run and jump, and you'll be able to fish. Um, before he crossed over, he always talked about if he can make it rain when he crossed over. And I said, you know, hey, buddy, you know, if you ask God, maybe he'll let you, you know. Um so in the process of him crossing over after I let him go, it's like I still tear up thinking about it because I was a first responder and a lifeguard in my earlier years. So it was like I was watching a kid pass away and it was there was nothing that I could do, you know. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to save him and I knew I couldn't. Um, over, I I went out and I, I was in, in front of this big window and I had this like little guitar and I started singing Go Rest High on the Mountain by Vince Gill. And in the middle of the song, I'm starting to tear up. That's okay. In the middle of the song, um, it started raining. And I just looked up and I said, you made it, buddy. You made it rain. <laughs> Aww. And it, 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 was, was his, it was his message to you. His little sign. Yep. He was my little buddy. <laughs> Aww. How precious. And what, what a beautiful experience to have been able to share a part of Matthew's life and and to, you know, and I'm going to say it, to have helped him cross over, you know, in a peaceful way. You know, I'm sure that he felt secure and that he felt, you know, uh, safe around you. And so, you know, I, I just have to say God bless you in, in the work mm-hmm. that you're setting out to do. I, I just think it's remarkable. Your story is amazing. And what I would like you to do for me real quick is to just give out your um, your blog site, you know, information. How can people catch up on you? And um, and if you want to be open for new friends on Facebook, share that information. Most definitely, definitely, yeah. I would love I would love to have people add me on Facebook. It's um www.facebook.com slash Peltier. Um, and my blog site is, uh, oh my gosh, I think it's, oh, Breathe, Breathe, Breathe Life. Life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> BreatheLife.blogspot.com, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is basically both places that I have public, um, 
I have my website. You want me to say my website? Oh, of course. I didn't realize okay. you had a website. Hot dog. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, earthbound-angel.weebly.com is my awesome. website. Earth, I'm going to type this in the chat room. Earthbound-angel-angel. Earthbound-angel-weebly. Dot com. I bet Lori's got that in the chat room already. Probably had it an hour ago. <laughs> no one knows. She's she's got Bree's blogspot link there, her Facebook. She's <laughs> on. Yeah, and now we have earthbound-angel.weebly.com is your website. So check her out, folks, because this is you know as you say you are an earthbound angel. And if you were touched, I want to let them know that they were touched by the story tonight. I'm going to be writing the doctors. If you want to write a follow-up, every little bit helps. Every time somebody pushes the button and says, this person needs help, it's one more chance we have to get her some hope and help. If not, well, I'm not going to say if not because I don't believe that. We're going to get you to the ocean and you're going to be here a while. How about that? Heck yeah. (laughs) I just don't see you going anywhere. I just don't. So I just wanted to say that. Yeah, and, and, you know, and, and as we said earlier in the show, this is an illness that, I mean, we just can't possibly, <coughs> excuse me, our doctors, as wonderful and remarkable as they are, we just can't possibly know everything about the brain and its operation, no. you know, its function, I should say. And, um, you know, God bless you, honey. And, and you're you're doing such wonderful work and reaching so many people. And that's why, you know, Gina, I understand why you felt so compelled to to share this story with our readers. Yeah. Christina told me about it. Christina Nelson, you know, our, one of our own diamonds now, uh, told me about it. And I said, you know what? She is perfect for, the, I mean, I've got, what a surprise, Belle. I know she'll say it's okay already because I know she'll say, how can you say no to this beautiful spirit here telling me this story? And so I wanted, didn't want anybody to know, but that's okay. Everybody was excited. And I'm not mad about that. So I'm glad that uh, you were able to uh to be on the cover for us. I'm just so excited about the story, and I just think the story's not over yet. The more we hear about her condition, folks, we'll let you know if she gets on the doctors, if she gets help, and when she sees that ocean, you know? Yeah, I still think we need to, we need to do it. Uh, Christina, we need to do a road trip. Uh-huh. You know, Christina's going to be buying this Winnebago, <laughs> and so we need to... <laughs> <laughs> I can't <through> here. <laughs> <laughs> my, my little three-year-old just came in Looks like an oh lord, he looks like an Indian. <laughs> Have you been eating ice cream? Chocolate ice cream, right? Chocolate ice cream all over his face and his arms. He looks like he's ready to go on the war path. <laughs> That's oh, I'm not kissing that face until you go clean up. <laughs> oh no, he won't go until I kiss. I love you too. <laughs> go get your face washed, you crazy boy. <laughs> No, you should see his face. He is like, he's like a little Indian. How is it when kids eat that they miss their mouths? I mean, what is up with that? Oh, no. We need to do a road trip. We need to, you know, where do you live, Bree? Montana. Montana. I've always wanted to go to Montana. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Montana, so we either need to uh, rent us a, a Winnebago, Christine and Gina, and um, and and hit the road, hit yeah. the road, Jack, and uh, and then go see the ocean. Yeah, that would be so awesome, so beautiful. I would love to share that experience with you guys. That would be fun. It's gonna happen though. It's just when I'm just I'm gonna just say it's already gonna happen. We're gonna all go. Sure it is. <laughs> There it is. Well, you know, we're at the end of our show. This has been such a wonderful experience has been. To, to share your story with our, our listeners and um, uh, encourage you to please check out Bella's Free Magazine. There's Bree's story as well as many other wonderful, wonderful people. We have Nancy Nagel, who is also a part of the cover of Bella's Free, and uh, she has this beautiful shop called Nanjalee, which is a yarn shop, and she teaches people how to knit and crochet. Cool. And designed some of the most neatest outfits. So be sure and check them out 
on um, bellaspreed.com. And we will be talking to you again next Friday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Thanks for joining in tonight. God bless. Good night. You have been listening to Live with Belle Salisbury. With Belle Salisbury and Gina Wedlake. Listen in each Friday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern for more spiritual guidance and metaphysical topics. 